Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s from great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges and most importantly how to bounce back with style motherhood talk radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us being all you can be starts right here right now let's do it here's your host sandra beck welcome to today's yoga show and we're going to be talking with um, with yoga expert Judy Rushket and we are going to talk about so many things today we're going to talk about how to handle our back how to take care of our hips how to take care of our necks you know all these things that drive us bananas when we're texting on our phone we're on our tablets we're on our computers some of us are born with you know better backs than others it's just a myriad of things that we can fix from yoga and I'm living proof because I have been practicing yoga for three years now and I'm I'm by no means an expert but I went and turned to yoga because I had chronic back and neck pain and it was my lifestyle that contributed it along with my own you know family arthritis some people inherit jewels and you know pretty rings I got I got arthritis from my mom, but these things really started to plague me as I got older, and I really didn't want to turn to uh, more drugs. I was taking painkillers almost every day for headaches, back and neck. I needed to make some lifestyle changes, and I turned to yoga, and before you guys laugh at me, because I was the one who was like, it's not a workout unless I'm swimming five miles, or running 20 minutes at a clip and then getting a drink and then running another 20 minutes. Um, Judy, I was an athlete from the time I was four up Uh until my college years and Uh I swam and I carried all these things with me and my first yoga class, I wrote a blog called yoga did not help me learn to forgive Uh because my first yoga class, I was competing with everybody. There was some like, you're young and you're still competing. Yes. It's when you have the pain that's that's there. And then you're like, you're not competing anymore. Go ahead. That's it. Well, and I fell over. The old man next to me was bending like a pretzel. And I'm like, crap, he's old. I'm young. I can do this. And, you know, I had to be at the right. Yoga came to me at the right time with the right attitude. um, And I really needed pain to kick my ass to get there. That's right. I had a similar experience when I was younger. I was going to the gym, uh, and I was so in shape, and I was strong, and I was bored. Because after three months in the gym, you know, you, you think of what else can you do? You get bored in the gym. So there was a yoga class going on, and the teacher was 60 years old. And the first after the first day of doing yoga, because I, I didn't want to do it because it was 90 minutes, the class initially, and it seemed slow. So, but after the first day... I really felt it in my neck, my shoulders, my upper back. It was strengthening. It was correcting is what it was doing. My my roundness, I had a little bit of a roundness, kyphosis in the upper back. That was the problem. 
Well, I think we all do today with the, the with the gadgets. You know, I look at people. I was sitting at a restaurant last week in Ventura, right on the ocean, watching the people walk by and having this wonderful fish dinner. And I looked at the people walking by. So many of them were hunched, and these were kids. They yeah. were, you know, they They're weren't like you know ninety something. With children. I mean, they're starting off like this. How horrible is that? At 12, 13 years old, they're completely rounding. Uh, they have no neck because no roundness in the in their neck. The neck is supposed to go forward in space, a little curve there when your head lifts up, because your head is heavy. It's like 10 to 12 pounds, and you need to have a little bit of strength there in the in the spine. But when you're you're dropping your head, that's 10 to 12 pounds going down and maybe forward. You're losing that neck curve, creating problems in the future uh, and pain already. Um, let's see. I wanted to tell you something else about that. Uh, I can't remember. Go ahead. That's okay. Saying. It's talk radio. That's uh, we're just talking. Or you know, you pull up a chair, you listen, you learn something, you try something new. And um, I did. I did find though that my yoga practice. Um, has changed over the years. Like even in the three years I was doing, you know, yoga, I was I was going to fix it and fix it quick. And I kept measuring like how far I could bend. And I, you know, a month ago I could do this and two months ago I could do that. And, yeah. and now I can do this. And I think I was really missing the boat on some of it. I think the, the correction that I've seen in my posture and the ability for me to move like I'm 20 years younger <laughs> have been two of just the byproducts of pain relief yeah yeah absolutely uh it's easy to uh get lost in wanting to do the pose all out so if i do a forward bend and this is a big one forward bend oh i can go and touch my toes i could touch my toes and what am i doing completely rounding my lower back which eventually led to a bulging disc pain Ooh. Uh, yeah and that's how people get into herniations and you could get herniations in the in the, in the mid back when there's roundness uh, you could get a herniation in the neck, but the most popular place to get herniations is in the lower back, from my experience. And it's not about getting the pose right; it's about the journey to start, <laughs> and uh, uh, you um, doing it properly aligned. Well, and that's hard for a lot of us, you know. I think when you're transitioning from, you know, working professional, type A personality, entrepreneur, or you know, mom going 100 miles an hour. It's it. It was really hard for me. And my my yoga instructor Kathy, the first yeah. thing she had me do was sit still. She was like, "I don't even think you could sit still." And she knows me. She's taught my kids in school, and it was really hard for me. It took me probably at least a month to be able to sit still for five minutes, like yep. not fidgeting, not moving, not right. you know. And it was. Once I got the competitive spirit of sitting still, I was into it. But it drove me bananas in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, type A personalities, we live here in New York City, and it's a go-go place. And uh, the, pop, the most popular studios are those studios that push you. So the hot yoga studios and the ones that have vinyasa, uh, you know, there's a lot of strengthening and movement and mobility, and everybody wants to do everything for their ego, not because it's really helping them. Yes, they do feel good afterwards unless they don't feel good afterwards, unless they have a misalignment and they hurt themselves. It's common to hurt yourself in yoga if you have um, too much flexibility. This called, they call it hypermobile in the joints, like in the knees and in the elbows and the shoulders. You could easily hurt your, your neck. You could easily hurt your shoulders and you easily hurt your knees. 
Those are very common ones. And, of course, you're back. So, um, but people want to do everything all out at the cost of what? Even not, not even being aligned properly. So, you know, there's a pose that's, that's a, a wheel pose where it's a backbend, right? You're on your hands and your feet, and you push up away from the floor. And it's, you're supposed to be rounded. But uh, a lot of people are not ready for that. Their shoulders are too tight, and they're misaligned, and hence they get hurt. And they eventually come to the studio where I teach, (laughs) which is a a yoga studio for back hair and scoliosis. It's called Yoga Union. Well, and, you know, that's so interesting because I I was working with a health practitioner in my business. Like, she was my client. Uh And she said to me, I was telling her about my yoga fiascos in the past. And she said, you know, Sandra, she said, it's like yin and yang, fire and water. And she's like, you go a hundred miles an hour. And the first thing she had me do was she, she sent me this big giant pink yoga ball. I mean, I love it. I still have it today. It's in my office here. She's like, I want you to, to, and she meant this, you know, made this analogy of this yin and yang. And she's like, you sit hunched forward on the computer, you're hunched over your microphone. You know, you've got these heavy headphones on your head. She's like, after you finish a show or a couple shows, she goes, I want you to just roll your yoga ball over and lay on it backwards like a backbend. And she goes, and just lay there and just yeah. relax. That's such a nice friend. She is a great that. friend. Yeah, Dr. Mitra Goucher. And, and you know, did she you do it? I did and I still do it today. And it's yeah. the way I rejuvenate after my computer work. And it's based on yoga. It's, it's the back bend, but it's supported. supported. And you're We're right. about support over here. So what I was saying before, when I was younger, I also didn't, I cared to go to yoga classes when I was younger. I cared to go to yoga classes that were um, constantly going, right? So it was either vinyasa or the classical hatha yoga classes. Um, but I wanted to physically be, be challenged. Right. As I got older, and I didn't, I, I didn't care for any of these props. They got in the way. To me, they got in the way of the meditation, of the focus, of uh, of what I wanted to feel. Too much talking. Um, so if, eventually, I came to grow and love props. <laughs> they kept me supported. They kept me aligned. They kept my back happy. They kept me pain free. I didn't even know I had issues with my back until I started getting older. Oh, and then I, I went to a yoga union where we had a, a back hair certification, and that's where I get, got to really le- learn about my back. That's amazing that, mm-hmm. that you know, these things that, that make us, you know, who we are can, can change our lives. Yeah, Sandra, we, we always think we're healthy, we're fine, we're strong. And we think that <laughs> until we are challenged. And they're like, wait, but we, we, we don't even get it. Like, we don't get it until we get it. We could be misaligned. I always thought I was just, I just needed more practice. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm better on this side than on that side. I never questioned, why? <laughs> why am I better on this side than on that side? Oh, because I'm a righty. So in your mind, you're constantly making these little excuses or finding a reason until somebody from the outside <laughs> tells you, no, you have an asymmetry in your spine. I'm like, I do, I have what? And this is how we do it on this side, and this is how we do it on the other side. I thought that was fascinating, and I said, I'm staying. So I used to teach regular yoga, uh, classical hatha yoga, and uh, now I teach yoga specifically for individuals with back issues, scoliosis, and the like. So anything from herniation, spondylolisthesis, uh, you name it, we have it all there. (laughs) 
Well, I think it's so great because everybody I talk to, especially those working professionals and moms lugging kids around, I'm like, you name it. When you get to be 30, 35, 40 years old, everybody has something with their back. We're visiting today with Judy Rushkett. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about how yoga can work for you and correct some of these things that we've been doing to beat up our bodies over the years. We'll be back after the break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my dreams, got my life, got my love. Got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard on myself when there's so many beautiful reasons I have to be happy? It's marching down the Recently, while my family was skiing in Colorado, we were greeted by a red fox that darted out of the trees. This beautiful animal with his big bushy tail just stood in the snow and stared right at us. Maybe he smelled all the loverwort we had in our pockets. Loverwort is another word for junk and snack food. Typically, a red fox eats scrub and woodland, but this one appeared to have had his share of hamburgers and hot dogs from the chalet grill. Foxes are similar to dogs, except they are not pack animals. The female fox, or vixen, typically gives birth to a litter of 2 to 12 pups. When they are young, they all live together as a family, known as a leash of foxes. Once grown, the young foxes leave the burrow and go out to live on their own. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. 
and welcome back to the yoga show. And yes, we can do yoga on the radio. We've done belly dancing on the radio. We're now doing yoga on the radio. But I think it's really important we visit with Judy Rushkett because in my career, I started out at the studios in the industry, uh, television industry, so I could wear what I wanted. And I wore sneakers or gym shoes, whatever part of the country you're in. I wore those a lot. Then I moved into residential real estate in multi-million dollar homes. I wore heels every day and I clunked up and down hills. I walked around pools. I mean, tottering on these heels. And um, I found that when I left that industry and started working heavily in the tech industry, I think, Judy, I've done just about everything you could do to ruin your back other than like snap it like a matchstick. Sorry to hear. Yeah, that's a common, common problem. Fortunately, <laughs> we have a better uh, designed flip-flops and sandals now so we could just <laughs> hop on board that fashion craze and uh and protect our knees our hips and our back uh, in the end it's just not worth it you know once you start feeling the pain and you want to correct yourself you can't go back in time uh so just start now have a healthy back alignment is extremely important well, and I'm living proof that, you know, I used to have what I would call a one, two, and a three, a leave day. They, you know, leave was my painkiller of choice. And right. my ex-husband or my kids would say, you know, what kind of day is it? And I'm like, oh, it's a two, a leave or a three, a leave. And, oh, and I started going through a bottle, like a big one, a bottle a month. And I was like, I need to make some changes now. I'm living proof that through diet, exercise, sleep. Uh, you can reverse or at least mitigate a lot of this stuff. And I might get a headache a month, if that now, Judy, from having one a day at least and, and needing one, two, or three leaves. Oh, I think the divorce helped, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you don't know what to do or, or, or when you don't know what's causing it, you may know what's causing it. You may know it's your heels and, hey, it is what it is because you have to sacrifice that for the job that you had at the time. Um, but fortunately you moved on and now you're in radio. That's <laughs> so true. No more of that. They don't have to, nobody has to see your feet, but it is important to, to be, as we get, as we age, to be aware of our habits, how we stand and even how we walk. Once in a while, I get somebody that says they have a pain somewhere, let's say on their hip and they focus on their hip, their hip, their hip pain, but the pain doesn't actually stem from their hip. It could be stemming from their ankles, that their ankles are caving in because their arches are dropped. So uh, there's a, really a lot to learn, and what you need to do is focus on a, a daily practice. Every day, just make sure you know what you're doing. Um, if you need some guidance, I could definitely point you in the right direction uh, as to, uh, to take care of your back. Even if you don't have time to do much yoga, five, ten minutes a day, there are programs online that we have that could possibly guide you in the right direction. Should you not have that much time um, or if you need, you simply need guidance. You've never done yoga and you have no idea what to do. Well, I think one of the things that starting a yoga practice does, whether you do it online or take it in a class or study with someone privately, uh -huh. it really makes me aware of my like my weak spots, like every once in a while, Judy, if I haven't like, you know, done my workout in a while, um, I will go to put my shoe on, like I'll cross my knee over my leg. Like, you know what I mean? Like where you put your ankle on your other knee to tie yeah, your so shoe. Ankle pose, yeah. Yeah. And I will feel tightness in my hip or I'll feel tightness in my knee. And I'm like, 
you're not you're not stretching enough. You're not doing enough because normally I can flip my leg up there and put my shoe on and be fine. Um, or like, I know this sounds funny, but when I put my underpants on in the morning, like I change my clothes, I put my bra on. It's like yeah. when I can snap my bra behind, like I can, I can put the class together super easily yeah. because of that one pose. Uh-huh. Or if I'm running and I can stand and hop on one leg, put my underpants on and have my phone on my shoulder talking. Yeah. Um, I can do that easily and I'm over 40 and if I'm not doing my regular practice, those simple things, underpants, bra, and tie in my shoe become more difficult. And I think it does raise an awareness of your body and how it can perform when it's performing properly. Correct. Awareness. You hit the nail on the head there. Awareness is what you need. How am I standing? Uh, when I stand, is my pelvis moving forward? Is my upper back collapsing down into my lower back? Um, why do I have pain in my back? I mean, uh, all of these things, you have to bring awareness. And uh, alignment-based uh, movement or alignment-based yoga practice, maybe with a proper t- a teacher that's uh, uh, trained in this, can guide you in the right direction. Because truly, truly, we are cru- clueless. We are clueless. Um, so, you know, not many people in, in America have access to yoga everywhere. I know where you live, there's plenty of it in California. Where I live in New York, way more, there's plenty of it. But in all of America, uh, we get emails all the time, like, where can I find a yoga teacher that does alignment-based yoga? Where can I fix, you know, my scoliosis? Who can I go to? It's hard. So we, we have to, you know, pretty much, like, get, get the information together and help as many people as we can. Fortunately, we have a... The internet now. Thank God. I, I can't even imagine living now without the internet. There's so much information, and uh, we get people calling, uh, calling in, and emailing us from all over the world. It's fascinating. Isn't it fascinating to have a job where people contact you from, from I don't know, Budapest, Thailand? Interesting. It's fascinating. Well, and it raises a point like I've I've subscribed to some different yoga channels online. Like I like the pay ones, you know, Gaia has one and and um, some other ones like that. But I've tried to do some of the yoga um, workouts just on YouTube and I found some are really good. Some really stink. But if you have an issue like this is where like, you know, with scoliosis or something like that or a a pervasive issue issue this is where like i'm going to just buzz in and go you got to go to the expert what's your website for for especially for people with scoliosis or this type of back issue uh where should people go to find reliable Mm -hmm. information because you came to me through um through uh, a friend of mine and you did such good work with her husband and when i saw him at three month intervals, I could see a difference. And I was like, wow, what is he doing? And she told me, and that's how you came on the show today. So I always like to give out reliable information to where people can get help. Thank you very much. Yeah, he had severe scoliosis all his life. And now as he's aged, um, you know, he's lost height. So uh, he's lost some inches. And what happens when you have scoliosis and you lose inches, the curve, which is the, the scoliotic curve, uh, gets bigger, and it pops out a little further back in space, and you have more pain. So, unfortunately, um, I've been able to help him so far. Uh, he's sticking with it. <laughs> but uh, we do have an online program. Well, if you could go to the website with, from my friend, her name is Rachel Jessian, 
and the website name is www.rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Jessian, J-E-S-I-E-N.com. On this website, she put together a, a series for people with all kinds of back issues. So there's actually two programs. One is for scoliosis specifically, and then the other one is for general back care, and that includes people that are very rounded in the upper back. It's called kyphosis. They're very rounded and they're hunched forward. Uh, people that have herniations, uh, people that have spondylolisthesis and various back issues, uh, asymmetry in the pelvis, um, uh, and just general poor uh, posture. That's the one to go to. Uh, and, and I was speaking to Rachel today, and she was so kind. She said if anybody was interested in participating in any one of these series through your show, she can give you a, a coupon code, and they could get a discount. <laughs> oh, well, go ahead and announce it for our listeners. <laughs> Great. All right. So if you go to racheljessian.com and sign off for the back care, the general back care series, the coupon code, you get 10% off. The coupon code is BEC, <laughs> B-C. So it's all capital letters. All one word, B-E-C-K-B-C. And the one for scoliosis, it's um, BEC-S-C, B-E-C-K-S-C, all in capital letters, one word. So that, We'd that's love a, that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. They get 10% off. And you also get to peruse and see what's really out there because sometimes we don't know until somebody points it out to us, until they see an ad in the paper or somebody likes a video on Facebook. That's actually how uh, her work became viral. There was an 86-year-old woman who was completely rounded over and using a walker. And um, she eventually helped her, and little by little, after a few months, that woman's back is completely straight. You saw that picture? I did. I did. And, you know, it's interesting because, and and this is so, like, you're going to laugh at me for this, but when your posture is better, you look younger and thinner. You want to live. You want to dance. You want to get on the floor with your grandkids. Even if you don't have grandkids. I have young people coming to the studio with issues in their backs. Thank God they're coming while they're young. Uh, And then I also have people that have uh, had surgery that do have... um, 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 surgery to, to sort of bind together the, what's it called? <laughs> bind together the, the, the vertebra. Uh, what's the word? I can't think of it right now. Anyway, so they had scoliosis, and in order to get it straight, they would get uh, this surgery. Some of them is called Harrington rods that they put. They, all, they also have other kinds of rods that people have. So what happens is their bones, by x-ray, actually look straight. However, the musculature, because of all these habits constantly going to one side for years and years and years, stays. So even though you have a straight spine, the muscles are pushing into the hardware that's now there. Fusions, that's what I meant to say, fusions. The muscles pushing into the hardware that's now there, causing pain. And they still have to come to the yoga classes for scoliosis to get uh, to derotate, to lengthen and strengthen. Well, and we change our body. You know, our body changes as we age. So why not make a little effort and, and change our routines to, to, to try to make the best possible life for us? Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about yoga for relaxation, because that's another one that all of us type A people have a hard time with. 
Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's marching One evening in 1929, William Lear and Elmer Wavering of Quincy, Illinois, were out driving with their girlfriends. One of the girls suggested it would be even more romantic if they could listen to music. The guys liked the idea and started tinkering with installing a home radio in the car. They sold their idea to a radio manufacturing company and applied for a loan with a local banker to get production started. Thinking it might sweeten the deal, they installed one of their new radios in the banker's vehicle. Unfortunately, the banker's car caught on fire and they didn't get the loan. They must have felt like Dunder Klumpens. Not giving up, they drove to a radio convention and sat outside in the car with the radio blasting. Soon orders were pouring in and taking a cue from the Victrola because their radio was going in a car. They called it the Motorola. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, and welcome back to our yoga show. We're talking today with Judy Rushkett. And uh, for those promo codes, if you want to use them, it's Beck, B-E-C-K, like my last name. And then it's SC. And what was the other one, Judy? Uh, SC for scoliosis. Beck, SC, one word. And um, Beck, B-C, for back here. For back care. Now, I wanted to say before we get into um, before we get into talking about yoga for relaxation, I want to talk a little bit about 
the changes that you see in someone from the time they come to work with you to like six months to a year later. And the reason I bring this up is, is um, I have a friend who has worked with you. And when I saw him a year ago, I could barely hug him because he was so hunched over. Mm-hmm. And now he has straightened up and I can give him a regular like Aww. hug. Off for and, the hug. You're doing it for the hug. <laughs> well, the hu- hugging is important. You know, I know, it, I know, intimacy is important. And it's hard to hug somebody that's all hunched over. Yeah. And that's got to do something like for your pain. It's got to be frustrating. I mean, talk a little bit about that. Um, so... I guess what I'm trying to say is we want to prevent as much of this as we can. And when I see those video game kid generation, like my kids hunched over already, all I could think of is what are they going to be like at 60 and 70? So let's talk a little bit about like that process. They're all hunched over. There's got to be a lot of pain associated with it. Yeah. Well, as far as kids are concerned, they're not going to listen now. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. Fun. They're not going to listen. Wait till they get older and go, come into pain and then they'll, they'll pay attention. They'll have no choice. Right. Uh, yeah, we, so we often get people that are, are new to yoga. They, I, I see especially men come when they're already in severe pain. It's like, oh, my God, they're dying. That's when they come. Women are a little better. They come when they're in pain. And when they're in pain, they're not very nice. <laughs> they're not nice people to be around with. Um, but after you, you have, that's what, this is where the important yoga teacher comes into play. You have to be understanding. Don't take it personal. They're in pain. Um, and once you help them and they get your energy, uh, your positive, uh, supportive energy, then they'll feel comfortable and they will loosen up and they keep coming back. But I wanted to stress one thing about uh, the woman that you saw in the picture, the one that was really hunched over and now she's upright. She did a practice. like She was shown by Rachel something once a week, a class, and then she gradually did her work every day. And when she was in pain, you know, some, once in a while, you're not going to feel like doing anything. There is a go-to pose. <laughs> it is a, a supportive relaxation pose that's still working on you while you are doing nothing. You're in a supportive pose. It's amazing. But the, the important thing to stress is that you need to maintain your body with a little something every day. And so now even if my scoliosis is not very severe, I have to do something every day because if I try to do anything crazy, let's say I don't have much time and I want to go running. That's first off a crazy thing to do when you have scoliosis. But if I try to go running, I'll be in severe back pain for days. I used to go running when I was younger, and when I, I noticed when I got older, I started going running, and I would be I would run run one day and be uh, out of commission for three days. I need three or four days to like get over that one run. And at the time, I didn't know what it was, and it was because I had my asymmetries in the back. So if you if you have pain in your back and you say, uh, why why am I always in pain after I I don't know play baseball, play golf, you know, why am I always in pain for days? Think about it. You have an asymmetry in the spine. <laughs> so, okay, so that's what happens. So once they get into their routine, the, the pain will diminish, diminish, and they'll be happier people, ergo, happier relationships, <laughs> better relationships. Wow. I mean, I think, you know, when you talk about pain like that, I think of my headache years and how I would snap at my kids or snap at my staff or I just and how tiring pain is like that's the one thing that I didn't realize was pain makes you tired. Exhausted. Exhausted. And and even thinking back of people that you used to work with, um, sometimes you may have even hated your job because of the people you work with and 
How do you know they weren't they weren't having issues? They didn't even know themselves. And you would take it personally. You would absorb that energy and walk around with it. But what's great about yoga in general is, uh, you know, uh, it helps you to really calm your nervous system. It helps you to uh, be better at relationships. It helps you to be happier. Helps you to focus. I can't. I mean, I could go on and on of what it helps. Do you have any specific <laughs> questions of what you want to, to know about yoga or discuss about yoga? Well, you know, I I want to share like you know some of the things that have happened to me and have you you know not only validate it but encourage other people you know to 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 start this practice because one of the things it did once I learned to sit still okay to be fair it took me a while once I learned to sit still and I could feel my body I could start feeling where the tension is and then work to release it before I got like all tied up in knots because I used to have to get a massage once a week I mean it wasn't a luxury it was a you know I was driving two hours each way in LA traffic I was driving for real estate you know I'm clomping up and down with these Mm -hmm. these heels on you know things like that I made these changes I made the change to only wear heels when I absolutely need to and I would pack my heels with me and then I would wear different shoes until I had to put my heels on and I do love heels don't get me wrong I love the way my feet look my legs look it it, I really like it but I don't want it at the expense of back pain exactly exactly uh so yoga helps with everything look I came to to yoga when I growing up I I I tell you, I was first introduced in the gym with yoga, but then that's just the hook. You see, yoga, as we know it in the West, is that physical part. That's how we get hooked into yoga, the physical part. It's really a number three of eight parts of what yoga is. Yoga means union. Union of what? Union of the self with the divine. And I, I don't mean to sound hokey. I apologize if I sound hokey to some people, but there is a higher... Um, awareness a higher energy higher than us we are just humans (laughs) we have egos right uh we are not the end-all be-all so uh whichever way you got to yoga who cares i got to yoga through doing the physical postures and then it helped me to relax then i got into the breathing exercise which that took me one day out of my body i literally went into a zone for two minutes I held my breath because we were doing exercises and holding the breath in class. But since I was going every day, I literally went somewhere on another plane. I can't even describe it for you, but it's called the astral plane in yoga. And when they said finally to breathe, I felt like I was pulled back into my body and woken up and I realized, oh, my gosh, I need to exhale. Okay, exhale. And then from then on, I was hooked with the breathing exercises because before then, I was the typical New Yorker saying, okay, let's move, let's get to nitty-gritty, let's do the standing pose, let's do the strengthening, let's go. (laughs) But no, I learned that taking it back a notch really made all of it make sense and worthwhile. I'm telling you, I changed my life so that I could teach yoga and share this with other people. Don't regret it. See, and that's something that, you know, this is where like ego and, and ignorance, you know, comes into play ah, with me. I was right. like, you know what, Judy, I've breathed my whole life. I've been breathing since the day I was born. Like, right, <laughs> how did right, I get right, this right. wrong? But I didn't realize like that breath work was uh, like Powerful. a thing. Yeah. Powerful. So uh, you can see why they use breath work for pregnancy and in Lamaze 
and uh, while they use breath work with them. Um, uh, by the way, years ago in California, you probably remember the story. There was a gentleman who um, uh, wanted was going to get brain surgery, and he did not want to use anesthesia or drugs. So he wanted to do his pranayama, which is all the breathing exercises and yoga, throughout his whole surgery. Well, naturally, the hospital was against this, but they made him sign all these disclaimers so that he can go ahead and do that, and he did, and it worked. That's how powerful the breath is, and it's worth uh, investigating, exploring breath work. It, it, it serves for pain, for peace of mind, uh, just to ground yourself. You were speaking about ego earlier, and I had mentioned it earlier, too. That is a big deal because um, it's our ego that gets in the way of, let's say, I don't know, keeping a good relationship going. Like if you're in a marriage or if you're at work or, um, or, or progressing, the ego will get in the way of just being a person that's likable. How about that? Well, and I think, you know, this is where yoga has helped me become a calmer person. So I'm yeah. more apt to respond to a situation than just react. And I think yoga can help relationships because it also helps you keep perspective. Like when you're doing your yoga practice, um, at least for me, it gives me a timeout. Like, and I'm the type of person that needs a timeout because I can get really intense. I can really get, get going. Yeah. And if I don't take a time out. Like, you know, I jokingly, my kids will even say, they're like, oh, mom, you need a time out. So <laughs> I'll go do a little yoga. I'll go and take my bath. I yeah. might read a book. I'll do, you know, decompress. Yeah. Um, but I found that you can train yourself to sleep better too. Absolutely. You know, sleep is so important. And uh, after, it used to be when I used to go running in the park, I would have a great night's sleep, of course, because I was exhausted. But uh, after a really good yoga class, and especially the inversions like uh, the shoulder stand or legs up the wall, uh, calming and breathing exercises, I could sleep peacefully without interruption, without my mind, we call it monkey mind, going all over the place. And so the breath can take you there as well as a very nice yoga class that will give you um, the breathing exercise, the tools. So yoga is about giving you tools to cope with life. Um, you mentioned something about perspective. It also makes you it makes me, at least, aware of what is important in life. You know, uh, people are, there's a tendency here, I'm going to say here in America, in the West, that about uh, how important it is to have material things, to go, live in the right neighborhood, to send the kids to the right school, to, I don't know, the right clothes, the right be seen at the right place. You know, you know what, Judy, I need to cut you off. I need to take us to commercial okay. break, but no we're going to talk about this when we get back because this is okay. really important. Okay. Um, you know, the concept of right, the right whatever yeah. it is and what that does to our families, what it does to our relationships, what okay. it does to our bodies and ourselves. We'll be back after the break with okay. our yoga show, visiting with Judy Rashket. We'll be back after the break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. 
Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It's words you never heard. I managed to run out of coffee again this morning. I didn't even have enough to make one cup. Boy, was that a miscabobble or big mistake. Because I make serious coffee. So strong it wakes up the neighbors. Now, I don't have a problem with caffeine. I have a problem without caffeine. I get wadgety and brickety. Did you know apples are more efficient than coffee for keeping people awake in the morning? Unfortunately, I didn't have any apples either. Acorns were used as a coffee substitute during the American Civil War. Without my hot cup of coffee in the morning, I'm feeling pretty squirrely myself. What do you call that piece of cardboard that wraps around your coffee cup to keep from burning your hand? A zarf. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, and welcome back to the yoga show. We've been talking with Judy Rushkett, and today we're going to talk, or I guess right now in this segment, we're going to talk about viewpoints because one of the things that yoga did was it changed my view of things and it gave me a different perspective and now when I was swimming in my swimming years we had bodies that looked like divers bodies that were breaststrokers or freestylers or backstrokers you could look at a tall skinny person and go oh they'd make a good freestyle or a backstroker you could look at the body types and see that and so I kind of got brainwashed and living in LA it's it's very easy to get brainwashed into certain body types are better than others and when I started yoga, I couldn't believe Judy. People were yeah. fat. They were thin. They were tall. They were short. They were young. They were old. And some people, you know, could bend certain ways and other people couldn't. And I remember this one girl with the longest legs. Like, she was next to me. I have little short stubby legs. Uh -huh. So I'm trying to wrap my leg around. And I got my leg around a certain way. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. She had these long, like, giraffe legs and I thought yeah. she could wrap them around her neck three times with with you know feet to yeah. spare mm -hmm. she couldn't move at all and she was skinny as a rail and I had just had my second kid so I was packing on some extra pounds yeah. 
I couldn't believe the differences. And that's when I started to look at the differences in bodies going, it's not what we see on TV. It's not what we're programmed to believe. Like these are bodies. These are real human bodies. Yeah. Everybody, like there's this woman, she was heavy set, And she said, uh, you know, Judy, can someone who's heavy do yoga? And I, and I said, well, of course. And by the way, everything could be modified. Uh, so yes, my torso my upper body is small compared to my legs. My legs seem to be longer than my torso. So that there are things that I can do that I am now very aware <laughs> of how to accommodate. And if that's as far as I can go, then that's as far as I can go. My person, the person next to me who happens to be five inches taller may not be able to do what I do because I have the advantage of a shorter body, torso, and vice versa. So it really doesn't matter. And different bodies between men and women. There's a lot of things that men can do. Obviously, those strengthening poses that you're standing on your hands. Uh, uh, but And women cannot. And that's okay. Women can build the muscle and the strength. It's really about, Sandra, it's really about enjoying the journey. So I had this one woman who kept telling me, she was a private. She kept telling me, uh, all right, what next? Okay, what next? Okay, what next? And I was wondering, why is she telling me what next? What's next? She, it's like she had a checklist in her mind saying okay, that she's done like five or six things in the private lesson. And then I, until I told her, can you slow down, breathe, and I want you to enjoy this journey. I want you to close your eyes and breathe into that little area over here that we're working on. And then she changed, right? It's not about being uh, accomplishing something all the time. Take it back a notch. You know, and enjoy the journey, your body, and the experience. What comes out of it? Uh, uh, we were talking about being right. Um, Sandra, you had mentioned about being right. Yeah, the right body, the, yeah, right, the right car, the right yeah, everything exactly, today. Exactly. It's whatever is right for you. You know, if you want to, if you love your ego and you want to live up, you know, live there, that's fine. We call that, um, we call people that have that kind of thinking, a lower-natured thinking, okay? So then there's the higher consciousness, people that are more aware and more in tune with their bodies and the surroundings, a little more sensitive, uh, conscientious of your neighbor, of the child next door, or whomever, your neighbor. Um, and then we have other people that are ignorant. They're all about themselves, and uh, they want what they want, and they don't care, or they gossip, or, or there, there's some, something like that, some quality of that. That is a lower-natured quality. So as yogis, we have uh, our little um, our code of ethics, and we, we have our uh, rest, uh, restraints. We call them yamas, and the, the yamas, we're, we're, they're like a, it's like um, a path. We have a path on moving higher in consciousness. So that's why the physical exercises is number three. And the, the very last one is complete integration with uh, um, the object, like a higher being, a higher presence. It's, it's hard to explain on the radio. It's something you have to experience bit by bit. Well, I think it starts to unfold. Like, this is what happened to me. I started accomplishing, like, very young. You know, I graduated with my master's degree when I was 20. So wow. I was really, like, accomplish, accomplish, accomplish. Um, sorry, accomplish. You know, wrote a book. You know, did this, did television, blah, blah, blah. You know, I had all these things on my bucket list. And I wouldn't say that I completed everything by the time I was 30. But by the time I was 35, I did a lot of things that I wanted to do, like, uh -huh 
in my earthly plane, if you will, like the things I want to do here. And then I thought to myself, like, you know, I had these kids and I'm like, there's more to life than this. There's more to accomplishment. Because one of the things I found was I had no money then I had tons of money. And when I had no money, I worried about there wasn't enough money. When I had so much money, I couldn't spend it all. I worried about people taking the money away from me. And then, you know, the markets changed, the real estate market. I lost a lot of money. Then I had to battle it It back. It's endless. It's endless. endless. The fluctuation of the mind is endless. The breath in yoga will bring you more to filling those fluctuations of the mind. Uh, but you, you also have to, as you grow into higher consciousness, you get to see what is really important. Do I really need this humongous house and pay all these taxes? Or can I live in a more affordable area, a smaller house, and have just less stuff, you know? Well, and it's what you want. You know, I will say I really enjoyed having a lot of stuff. I really enjoyed having a lot of money. I mean, but <laughs> I for don't. You. Whatever makes you happy. It's what's right But I don't you. need it. Like, that's exactly. the difference. That's the difference that, that yoga and, and meditation has brought me. I don't need those things to be happy. And you know what the other thing happened, Judy? Like a funny thing happened on the way to the yoga studio? Oh, um, <laughs> is that. I could get more enjoyment out of what I had, whether it was a lot or a little. And I disconnected from the expectation of things and relaxed into the enjoyment of things. And that sounds so crazy coming from me who's like, go, 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 type A, go, 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 go. Exactly. In yoga, we call that being detached from the fruit of the action, of the effort, of the labor. Uh, so if you do a good deed and you do not expect, oh, praise, you know, you, you want to be detached. You just do a good deed for the sake of doing a good deed. Um, so I, I think I know where you're coming from uh, when it comes that you, you detach. You don't have to, to always have all this stuff and expect something in return. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. And whether you have a lot or a little that day, you know, I remember this one guy, Jay, he was a client of mine. He used to get so mad. He could lose a million dollars in the stock market in an afternoon. And he would call up and yell at me. And then the next morning he'd make $2 million and he'd call up and tell me how happy he was. And his entire life was predicated on what he did in the stock market that day. And, you know, at the time I thought it was fascinating, but I defined him. It defined him. Yeah, and how sad. It was sad because he couldn't have a good day. He had a wife. He had kids. Imagine, he had... Can you imagine going back home to the wife and, oh. and and being high, being low, being high. And it's like it, it's one day you're, you're going to pass away. None of that is going to matter. What is going to matter? The memories that you share with your family, what you leave behind, contentment, joy. You know, I tell this to anybody. I used to have a job that wasn't great, but I found contentment in that job. And nobody ever had a problem with me. In fact, they all liked me. (laughs) Well, I like you. I think you're very likable. I mean, but the the, the point being is like, and this is where it gets funny, like into my control issues. You know, I used to be very controlling at times in my life. And what I found is... I don't want the universe controlling me. I don't want the universe telling me you you had a good day today because you got X amount of money. You bought this car. You did. You had this uh, pound on the scale. Right. You know, there's right. all these things that I'm like, who's in control of my emotions, me or the universe? And 
I want to be in control of my emotions. I want to wake up every day and feel good. And in order for me to do that, I need to do my movements and I need to do my meditation and my yoga Mm -hmm. because, and that's the way I control me. And it's weird because it's controlling by letting go. Excellent. Excellent way to wrap this up. Controlling by letting go. You know, why do we feel like we have to control everything? We're not going to be happy. We're going no. to allow, we have to allow things to sort of like come in as a wave and go out and see what happens, see how, what the, how things unfold. Because you never know. You ever thought I was going to, I thought I was going to be in the radio with you because I went to, to visit somebody that needed help with this past? No. That's a wave of life coming into my life and going out. And then this might lead to something else. Maybe I'll get an email from somebody, hey, can I come over and study with you? <laughs> like, sure. Right. Well, but you and you gave me the gift of validating this experience that I've had over the past three years that I will continue the rest of my life, not because I'm getting paid, not because anybody's telling me to do it, but because it feels so good. And if you want to feel good, you want to get out of pain. That's why you go to somebody like Judy. (laughs) Yes, Thank you. That's Judy at RachelJessian.com. If anybody wants to send me an email. Yes, absolutely. Now, how do you spell that again, Rachel? R A C H E L. R A C H E L J E S I E N as in Nancy. dot com. Rachelgestian. dot com. So Judy at Rachelgestian. dot com. That's Thank wonderful. You. Thank hey, you Judy, so much. if I you really- could give. Our listeners, um, if you could give our listeners the last piece of advice in like 30 seconds, what would you tell them today? You've got a chance to reach all these people. Yeah, I I was going to, well, I think I mentioned it before. Whatever you're doing, uh, seek the good, the positive in whatever you're doing. If you feel like your life is not going in the right direction, you are the driver of your life. You can make it go in the right direction. You know what to do, but something's stopping you. Think, what could be the worst thing that could happen? Find that road. Find that journey. Thank you so there much. There we are. Judy <laughs> Rashkat. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Have a there we day. go. We'll be back again next week. That's it for the yoga show. Okay, bye-bye. Om, om. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk